commanded you. This is the best part. And surely I am with you always till the end of the age. So go and make disciples. I mean, he, Christ died. He was resurrected. He spent, he came back. He spent the last 40 days of his time on this earth. More than 500 plus people saw him, right? Plus the disciples. They, they were eye count witnesses of him. And I'd love to share that with you sometime if you're like, hey, I, I actually want to see some of that evidence, right? Like, before I throw my whole life on this thing that, that you guys are doing, I want to see some of that evidence. I'd love to talk to you about that. Uh, but Christ was on this earth for about 40 more days. And this is, this is what he shared with his disciples. I mean, he could have shared anything, right? And he said, no, it, it's, um, it's, and they kept saying, hey, is your, is your, is your kingdom, are you going to take, uh, is your kingdom going to take over now, on this earth now? And he says, that'll come. And that's the part we're going to be in today. He says, I have work for you to do. So jumping to Acts 1, so this is right after he's resurrected during his last days of him being on this earth. Acts 1, we're going to go 4 through 11. And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, this is his disciples, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. And that's a whole other sermon, right? We're, we'll, we'll dig into that part, like, probably after Easter. <laughs> we'll talk about the, the day of Pentecost and what that, what that really was. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Isn't, isn't that like us? Like, God, I'm, we're ready. Like, I'm ready. Who's, who's, like, ready, really ready? I mean, my family hears me all the time. I'm, I'm ready. I mean, we've got life insurance paid up. It's like just Myra would have a blast, you know. She'd, she'd get a big check in the mail. It's like, let's roll, you know. I'm, I'm ready to go. Um, but isn't that like us? Lord, is, it, is now the time that you'll restore the kingdom? He said to them, it is not for you to know the time or the season that the Father has fixed by, he has fixed it by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. So this is where he, he kind of looks straight into our eyes. He says, I know, I know that you have a plan and you have a timeline and you, you have things you want to see done. But, but listen, like I, I, will, I want you to do this one thing. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, so check this out. This is, I'm kind of a sci-fi geek, but this is not science fiction. Like, this is legit real stuff. Um, and when he said these things, and they were looking on, he was lifted up. And a cloud took him out of their sight. And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking in the heaven? I mean, can you imagine? This Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will come the same way as you saw him go into heaven. That part to me, um, I don't know if you've been there or had one of those days where you're literally, I mean, they're describing this, you know, they're describing their version of heaven, right, as looking into the clouds. That's the way Christ was. I don't know if you've had one of those days where you just had to stand and look into the sky. You know, maybe you stood and looked, and looked at a mountain or looked at the, how big the ocean is. But if you've ever had that one of those days where you said, Lord, I want to see heaven. And you, you kind of get lost in that, right? Like it's easy to stand in front of a big ocean and realize how big God is and how small we are. 
um, imagine how real heaven is, even though we haven't got to see it on this side yet, right? I've had those days for sure. How real, so the first question I have for all of us this morning, how real is heaven for you? Like, how real is it? Can you touch it? Can you see it? Have you ever, half of you in the room are like, yeah, I've dreamt of it, I've done drawings of it or paintings or whatever, and the other half are like, really, you've actually sat and like tried to imagine what that's like because we won't know yet, right? But, but it's, a, it's a question, how real is heaven for you? And how real is the reality of Jesus Christ for you? I think, I think this is why when Christ was here and, and we're, we're reading in Luke, uh, Luke was writing the book of Acts. He's recorded this for a reason for us. He's recorded those last words. He recorded Christ going into heaven on purpose because he wants to know that's very real. The Christ standing before those disciples and before 500 plus witnesses are so very real. Heaven's real. But what's m- even more real, which is the title of this, this message today, is so is the adventure here and now that he's given us. And I think, I think it's really cool what Christ says, don't worry about my kingdom like that awaits. Don't worry about heaven that awaits. You'll get that. What I, want, what I want us to worry about, what I want you to worry about, is the mission that I have you on today, the here and now. So that's what we're talking about today. The adventure here and now. Acts 2, 42 through 47 is our key scripture. And this is the one I'll, I'll say, if you guys could read back through this this week. Read through Acts 1 and 2. It's, really sh- it's a short read, um, but you'll be able to pull a ton out of it. So let me read this for us. And he's talking to the disciples. Um, so before I read this, he's talking to the disciples, and he's also referencing... Um, there was a large crowd of people who heard um, Christ's last message. There was more than 3,000 people that day, and one day had said, like, I believe in you, and I want that. And it spread like wildfire. People that were accepting Christ wanted heaven and wanted to follow him. So this Acts 2, 42 through 47, is following up those 3,000 people saying, yeah, I'm in. Like, I'm in. Game on. Acts 2, 42, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, those are the 3,000 plus people, men, women, and children, and the fellowship, and to breaking of bread and prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done at the apostles, and all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as had any need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So the part I want you got want us to zero in on first is, and they devoted themselves to the teaching and the fellowship and the breaking bread and prayers. Like that to me, um, and I've shared with, with several of you guys, I was hanging out with Even and um, Damon the other day. There's something about us just spending time hanging out together, just like having a meal together, like having coffee together. There's something about us during the week. So, so set Sunday aside. I mean, think about Monday through, Monday through Saturday. How often do we just hang out and have meals together? We had a meal at the mission uh, this week and got to see all the, all the hard workers, like tired as all get out, <laughs> still smiling, having a meal together. 
breaking bread together, praying together. Um, I could tell you guys, I love, like, uh, we just got here, right? So we've only been here a week. Um, but it's been really cool to be invited over to your home and have dinner. And you guys don't be shocked. And I'm like, come over and have dinner. And uh, come hang out with Myra and I. Let's play some games. That, to me, doing life together um, is what this is all about. And it's, it's one part of it. But, like, let's go have fun. Like, let's enjoy this life together. Let's, let's enjoy one another. Let's take each other on adventure. Let's share the things that each one of us love. All right, so I'll get, I'll get off that one for a second. Um, so back to that question, how real is heaven and Jesus to you? It, w- it was no accident that Jesus said, no, I, w- I want you guys to go and share heaven with people. Like, I want you guys to go share how real my love is. Like, the way people are going to see that is through us. Uh, heaven became very real for me um, at an at early age. And I think, I think that's because I've always, I think my faith has been just off the charts. So I'm not, I'm not one of the skeptics or has to have like a hundred questions answered. Like, you point me in a direction. And, um, and I, if we gather together and say, yeah, we're going to do this thing. Like, I'm going to be the guy that says, yeah, let's go. Yeah, Scott, Scotty's actually one of those guys, too, which is why I love it. He said, let's go do this thing. Um, but heaven was real for me, and I think Jesus became real for me in this one way. And I'll probably share this many more times than today. Every morning um, when I got up at, in my home, and I don't know if you guys can remember when you grew up, you know, with your parents, what your home life was like. Some of us had crazy homes, right? Some of us had very peaceful, God, God-fearing homes, loving homes. Um, I, I think we had all of the above, just depending on what day it was, <laughs> you know? And, uh, but every morning, no matter what, um, I would see my mom reading the word with a cup of coffee at the dining room table every morning. And it, and I didn't think much about it as a kid, right? Cause like, oh, there's mom <laughs> with, with, with her coffee. And I thought she was just addicted to coffee maybe. <laughs> um, but there's mom having a cup of coffee reading the word. And I never bothered her, I never interrupted her, and she'd, she'd say good morning, she'd say, hey, the oatmeal's on the stove, you know, we all, in our house, you got oatmeal, fresh oatmeal and raisins, and um, if you got up early enough, you got fresh oatmeal and raisins, if you got up late, you got, like, coagulated oatmeal and raisins, <laughs> like, you had to, like, break it up and microwave it, and it was, like, it was your choice, you know, get up early or get up late, uh, but oatmeal's always going to be there, um, but mom was always going to be there, reading the word, jotting down notes. In, in the word and uh, writing in her journals. Um, I didn't know it yet, but that was leaving a mark on me. I didn't know it, but heaven and Jesus was becoming real for me, and I'd be able to reference that back later. So the, le- the legacy that was in her, and I'll talk about this a lot, she got from her mother, my grandmother, who got that from her father and her great, her great, his father. So imagine that, two, two dads, Great-grandfather, grandfather, passes down to a, a mother who passes down to her daughter. The faith, spending time with God. A part of the living this great adventure is honestly as simple as it sounds, and is, it can't be this simple, right? It can't be this simple, spending time in God's word and just praying with him daily. And yet that was the foundation I, I, got, I got to see on a daily basis. A real woman of faith who believed with all her heart that anything was possible with God. Spend time daily before him, and it was so very real in her life. 
Like, I'll, I'll, I'll try not to brag on her forever, and I'm, I'm not a total mama's boy. Like, I go out and hunt and kill things and fish and, like, all that, so you guys, but, but lo- love her, love, love the foundation that she, that she laid. 20 years ago, heaven became real for me. Um, that was the day that my mom had passed. You know, I was, I was young. I, was, I think I was 25. She was young. She was 45. And I'll share that story later. She was 47. I'm making her younger than she needed to be. That was the day that I stood and looked in the sky. I thought, wow. Like, this is real. And I accepted Christ early on. But it was that day that I really stared into the heavens, into the skies, and said, okay, God, like there's something bigger than what we've got right here in front of us. And this woman of faith, like I, I don't know why yet, you know, I'll know when we get to the other side, but this woman of faith who lived it out, like I, I was looking up and going, man, this is real. Like you're real, and she's on the other side. Heaven became real for me. And for some of us, it takes that. It takes losing a brother, losing, losing someone in our family, or seeing something huge like that happen. And for some of us, it's just been real all along, and we're ready to roll. But 20 years ago, heaven became real for me. And I'm not kidding, man. Like, God began to chisel me. He began to chisel me and start knocking away the things in my life that didn't belong. Um, when she passed, I got to inherit uh, her journals with scripture after scripture, with note after note, with prayer after prayer. She was praying for us kids daily. Like, how many parents in this room are like, God help my kids, you know? Um, Love it. And I do the same thing now. Myra will tell you, I carry around like 20 20 years of journals. (laughs) I hope my kids will get to read them one day. I hope hope they happen upon them now, you know? And the crazy, I, I put everything in those journals, like everything in those journals. So they, they're going to get to see the real me. <laughs> and if you guys ever find one, like read it, you'll, like, you'll know the real me, the good days, the bad days. But back to Acts 2, listen to this again. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayers. And awe came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed together had all things in common. Heaven is real, and it's going to be awesome. But the point of today's message is, I believe God, with everything in me, says, hey, man, I, I, I want y'all to focus on the here and now. Like, that we're in front of each other right now. Like your family and friends that you see, or the, the people of Kodiak that you see in town, here and now. We have a mission here and now. Oh, that's the fun part. Like, that's the adventure. When you think of the adventure, it's like, all right, I'm on, I'm on this mission. Like, I'm a part of it. And God gave me a role and gave me a purpose. Um, and my role is not like Scotty's role. And my role, my purposes are different than Ethan's. Like, my, my giftings and my personality is different than Damon and Steve. Like, we're all, we're all built so very different. But that's the body of Christ, right? Our mission is here and now. It's today. I, it's, and I said this last time, it's no coincidence that we're standing face to face today. Like God knew that 20, 40 years ago, every morning when I saw my mom in the Word reading and devoting her life 
he was leaving an imprint on me about what it looks like. To tr- where do you truly get your strength from? Where do you truly get your love from and your purpose? And we all have a part of this mission. Oh, that's for you guys. I'll get that later. I'm going to start dropping this stuff. But the cool part, it's not in our power. It's in his. So Acts 1.8 says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and all Samaria. It's not in, it's not in our power. It's in his. So, so how many times this week, and I'll raise my hand and say the last few weeks, did you completely fail in not being loving towards other people? Whether it was your kids or your wife or that person that needs a lot of sandpaper, right? That's like just rubs you the wrong way and you're like, you know. <laughs> it's not in our power. You know, we're going to fail every day if it's, if it's up to us. It's in his power. And that's what he says, I'm giving you my Holy Spirit. That was, there's something huge in Christ's last days and these last scriptures that we're sharing that says, you, you will have me. I, I'll be in heaven sitting at the right hand of God, but you will have me. You'll have my spirit. So Christ's spirit, when we decide to accept Christ and say, I'm all in, like I want this, I want this adventure, his spirit lives within us. His spirit and his word starts to change us. But he says you're enough. So if you're standing in this room and you're saying, I'm not good enough, or I've done too much, or I enjoy these things way more than this church thing that you guys have going on. Um, I just want to say God says, I love you just the way you are. So you're completely enough today to live this life, to live this adventure. And we're enough because we have his spirit. Like he promises, I will love through you if you'll just submit to me. You know, I will love through you if you make my plan your plan. So for those around you, so here's the question, here's the report card. I always like to do this. Like, uh, if, if you ever want to know how I'm doing, ask Myra. Go ahead, so how's Larry, how's Larry doing? She'll tell you the truth. <laughs> she'll, she'll, say, she'll say, ah, he's stressed, you know. He's taking a final, so I'll be in seminary. So every now and then, um, you know, I'll go through spikes of testing and stress and all that. And we all do, right? Like Kodiak Baptist Mission just hit their, hit their wall, I think. They hit the end of the summer. They're transitioning to a new season. We had a great meeting talking about celebrating all that God's doing there. But you hit a wall. And you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm at the end. God, I need you. And then when you're at that point in your most stressful time, the question is, are you, are you being loving of those around you? Are you being loving? John 13, 35 says, By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. What's cool about this is he doesn't say you'll be my disciples if you're, if you're perfect. You'll be my disciples if you don't sin. Like, you'll be my disciples if you work as hard as you can because that's the only way you're going to get to heaven and get credit. That's not what he's saying. Like, we're all a mess. <laughs> like, we're all a... So I'll, so I'll be a little personal with you guys this morning. So I'm getting my shirt ironed and my pants ironed this morning. I'm like, I'm like okay, I need to lose a little weight, but I think I look <laughs> all right. You know, I, ne- I need to start working out. You know, I call this my laptop body is what I told Steve Sharon the other day. I said, man, I, you know, <laughs> I need... And then I put my shirt on, I'm looking, I'm all, you know, I'm all clean, I'm ready for church. 
and I spill, <laughs> I spill my protein shake on my shirt this morning, like right here. And so I'm, I'm you know, and I, I had the choice. Uh, do I go get a new shirt and iron it and clean the whole, you know, y'all been there. You're walking out of the door and kid spits up on you or whatever. And I'm like, no, it's, it's fine. Like, I, I don't have to be perfect. And I'm, by the way, I'm not, I'm not perfect. You guys voted for a completely imperfect person to come <laughs> teach. So, like, I'm not, right? None of us are. That's the cool part. He says, you will be my disciples the way you love one another. Like, that's, that's it. That's all he's calling us to. This guy, Scotty Blackwell, is always calling me, telling me, hey, I love you, brother. And every now and then, it catches me off guard. And he knows when it does, because I can't say it back. Like, it's kind of weird saying I love you back to a guy sometimes, <laughs> and it's just like, but he's my brother. And he'll say it, and I'll just go, yeah, I'm not, and I do. Love you, brother. You're the real deal. The adventure begins when we let go. The adventure begins when we let go of our agenda and ourselves, our selfishness. Like, is that, that's the thing that hits us every day, right? Like, or mostly when you go to bed at night is when all the, all the junk hits you and you start replaying the day and replaying, you know, what, what your spouse might have said to you or what you might have said to your spouse or really what your kids said to you and what you, what you wanted to say to your kids or what you did say or a friend. The adventure begins when we let go of, when we let go of our definition of success, when we let go of, when we're done working harder for God, for other people, trying to please people, trying to please God, God is already pleased with you. You don't have to work harder for him. Or when you, um, the adventure begins when we decide it's all up to me. Like if I don't do this, if I don't work harder, like this thing will never get done. And I, I think every time God has a way of saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to let them figure out that, that they're not the one doing this. I'll let them figure out that they, ne- that they need each other and that they need me. We are one team, one mission. We are one church. And I said this last night. I've been praying for the church of Kodiak. I've been praying for the many, many churches of Kodiak. And all of us, those of us who say, I'm in, and I'm in this game, and I want, I want to be a part of making a dent in, in the kingdom of reaching people who haven't met Christ yet or really don't know what the adventure is like, like we're in this together. So you'll, you'll hear me celebrating the church. Like you'll, you'll hear me celebrating what God is doing in our area. And I'm super proud of the history and heritage of CBC. There's no question. There's no question God is moving here. And I see it even in the announcements this morning. Like you can hear it. God is moving. God is at work. The harvest is plenty, but the workers are few, right? But I love what God is doing with the church in Kodiak. And I, I believe um, if we're going to do the mission the way he's called us to do it, I believe it's going to take all of us like locking arms and doing this thing together. How successful is our Coast Guard when they all decide to do their own thing, right? Not very successful. Like, we'll be dead in the water out there if they say, ah, oh, you go swim today, I'll just hang here in the, in the copter, you know, in the chopper. It's like it doesn't work that way. Like, when we all work together, the, mis- the mission is accomplished. So here's the choice. I choose his adventure and to love those around me daily. 
listen to this again, and I know it sounds like possessions and belonging and sell all your things and come do the, come do the kingdom, but we'll talk about that in a second. And they were selling, this is back in Acts 45, 2.45, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing all the proceeds to all. They didn't have any need, and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous heart, praising God, having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to their number. The point there isn't to go sell everything, right? That's not what he's trying to tell us to do. I mean, if he calls you to do that, awesome. Like, I, I'll be the first one to say, if he's called you to, to Texas to go lead a church, I'll be like, go for it. I think they actually have a need in Austin, Texas right now, <laughs> from what my friends are telling me. But the point is, they loved each other in this mission so much that all those other things lost their appeal. I mean, do you remember that first time you asked your, your spouse out on a date? Like that first date? Do you remember falling in love with your spouse? Everyone else lost their appeal. And that's what's happening here. When you see the kingdom and Christ for what he's really called us to, when you see that and it becomes so real and you fall in love with it and you give your heart to it, you're like, no, nothing else really matters. And I know that's scary for some, but it's the most amazing thing you could ever do. So where are you today? Are you living this adventure? Um, Myra loves to share these stories, but I'll share one. But one of the things that I used to watch uh, mom do back in the day is she would pick strangers up off the road, off the freeway. They'd be walking. She'd pick them up. She'd take them to a restaurant, get them some food. She'd go buy them clothes. Like she, <laughs> and that's scary, right? I mean, you know, there's, there's some pretty wild people out there. I've actually encountered a few myself. But she would pick them up. She actually got kicked out of a, uh, I don't know if you guys ever been to a Poncho's Mexican restaurant, like a, like a Mexican buffet, and you could let all you can eat, including desserts. Like, it's phenomenal. If you want to, like, gain, you know, 6,000 calories in one sitting, it's unbelievable. And um, she got kicked out of there once because one of the guys she picked up, he was filling his, his pockets full of M&Ms and Skittles. And so he had the whole dessert bar, like, in his coat. And he said, sorry, man, but you're going to have to go. And she's like, I'll pay for it, right? Like, so I was like, no, y'all need to go. <laughs> um, but I've been doing that ever since, like since college. Um, I don't want to scare you with all of the stories right now, because that's not the point of this story. But it's an adventure. Every time you pick someone up and you pray for them and you ask, how can I help you today? It is incredible. And, uh, and every now and then, God, it is so loud, like, just pull over and help this person. It is so loud, you can't ignore it. It's like, all right, all right gotcha, you know. I, I think we actually did it on our first day here on the island. Uh, so we were, we were heading to uh, Salvation Army because we like the thrift shop. Myra's a huge thrift shopper, so if you guys need anything, just let her know. She'll find it for you. <laughs> and uh, um, so we picked up a friend on the way to the Salvation Army. She was walking, and, and it's wild. She, she said, uh, hey, could you guys give me a ride to Salvation Army? I'm like, yeah, we're, going, we're actually going there. It's not a coincidence. It's adventure. It's adventure, and that's a small part. You don't have to know every step. You don't have to know every scripture. Again, you don't have to be perfect. I'm up here teaching with, like, a protein shake stain on the front of my shirt. <laughs> Hopefully you guys can't see it, but you don't. You just say, God, like, use me. Like, I'm all in. 
I'm all in. They broke bread in their homes. They received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. That's my prayer for our church. That's my prayer for the churches of Kodiak. That our homes and our dinner tables are filled with friends. That they're filled with strangers. That because of our glad and generous hearts, because we're so loving, we're willing to go on that adventure, that the whole that this whole island starts to take notice. Like that's that's real. I want that. Like and I dare should I dare not say, I don't I don't want to sign up to try to be that Christian that tries to have it all together and pretends like everything's perfect. We, we know the word they give for us, right? <laughs> I've had plenty of people say it. Like I want the real thing. That's the adventure here and now. So as I get, get close to the finish line, I don't know how long I've been talking, so we'll wrap up. It looks like it's about four hours. So like I'm, I'm wrapping up. So if the, so if the band, wants, band wants to get ready and as I come to a close, 1 Corinthians 11.1, 1, Paul says, follow my example as I follow Christ. If you're at a place where you're like, I, I don't even know where to start. I'll say start here. Find someone that's somewhat normal <laughs> that you think you might like to hang around and go, all right, tell me what, what this is really all about. Like, I see you following Christ. Like, like, help me out a little bit. Like, can we go grab coffee or lunch? That's what it's all about. And I believe people are going to see us as the examples of Christ by the way we love one another. By the way, we say, hey, it's not about my agenda. It's about what God wants us to do. How can I serve you? You know, it's going to be really cool over the next year to see how KBM and CBC, Camp Woody, um, I'm forgetting that acronym, CR, it's, it's, it's the Christian Retreat Center, KCRC, how we love and serve one another. I say, I'm, I'm in. Like, I'm here to cook burgers. Like, I'm here to, to wrangle horses and steers and cow and and like I'm, I'm here to help pull kids out of the water okay I'm all in I'm here to serve and uh, I'd love to serve serve along with you guys each day when we get up in the morning we have a decision to make who and what am I going to follow so the adventure actually begins daily and it's like, God, I'm, I'm not going to follow my own path. Like, I'm not going to follow my own will. Like, I'm going to follow what you have for me today, what your word has for me today. And uh, I just, I invite you to, uh, in, the, in the mornings or in the evenings, say, all right, God, I'm listening. Get in his word and ask him. Say, show me what you have. I promise it'll be adventure here and now. Love you guys. Glad to be here. Um, for those of you that know Christ, um, I'm excited. I'm excited that you're here, and I just I invite you to take that next step and start opening yourselves up for others. For those of you who said I I don't know what that's all about, and uh, I haven't I haven't stepped up yet to say I'm in. Like I'd love to talk with you or or, or connect with somebody that you know here. If you don't know anybody, I'd love to talk to you today. 
You got two great gentlemen in the back of the room here who'd love to talk and pray with you. <laughs> Even just ducked. <laughs> no, but seriously. Like I'd love to see as many of us as we can to jump on this path together. Serve and love one another. I'd love to see our homes filled up with each other and us getting to know each other for real. All right, I'm done. I'll stop talking. Love you guys. Let me pray, and I'll wrap it up, send it over. Father, we love you. God, I thank you for taking...